I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head, a safe place to hide a hurting heart, a gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. This is cozy. I like this. Just sitting here in my living room in the big black leather poppa chair. Bare feet, nice thick carpet on the floor. You know, I get on my warm Christmas bathrobe. Still a few glowing embers in the fireplace. Very nice. Outside, it is cold. It's the kind of cold that at, at this time of night, when it's very quiet, it almost seems like you can hear the bark cracking off the trees. With the wind chill that we had today, I'll bet you could freeze an egg on the sidewalk. <laughs> Dogs doing doggy business have to be careful on days like this so they don't get stuck on fire hydrants. But it is cozy in here. Cozy and comfortable aren't quite the same thing. Cozy is how you feel when you're comfortable because you're inside and you know that it is brutal cold outside. You need the nice and the nasty to make the cozy. And believe me, you can get plenty cozy here in Pennsylvania in the winter. I don't think you could get cozy in California because the weather out there is always pretty comfortable. There's not a mudslide or an earthquake. Must be kind of hard to get conversations going out in California with weather like that. Making a fire in the fireplace is a is a manly thing. It's like football and 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 beer and and farting. <laughs> hey, you, you start up, you grab an axe or a chainsaw, huh? I always try to do that when my lady Wonder Wench is watching. She gives me a very special look when I'm standing there with my axe in my hand proudly. I I think it's. I think that look shows her respect and, and admiration and, and, and perhaps some thinly veiled lust for the alpha male power standing there before her. Of course, looks can be deceiving. It could also mean, please God, don't let him hit himself on the head with that thing. When I start the chainsaw, there's no question about it. She gives me a look that means only one thing, and that is terror. Now, I love my lady Wonder Witch, and I consider it an honor that she allows me to be her protector. And that's no kidding. And I think I am a damn good protector, too. Especially with a chainsaw in my hand going vroom, vroom. I love the way that thing kicks backing up a little bit when you pump the trigger. You know what I mean? Mostly, I don't know any women who use a chainsaw, so you guys, you know, you, you pull the trigger and it goes, whoomp, you know? Any Louie Louie generation guy will admit that there's, there's probably nothing quite as satisfying as seeing the woman you love tremble in terror as you engage that savage beast, you know, that, that chainsaw, vroom, vroom, make it go. Bet witches would love chainsaws, because a chainsaw is basically a broomstick. I'm sorry. Why can't I stop doing that? Leftover from my disc jockey days. Vroom, vroom. That's the thing guys do best. Guys of all ages. Guy up the street from me has a motorcycle. He goes, vroom, vroom. I don't know if he goes anywhere on the thing, but he loves vroom, vroom, you know? 
It's one of the things I love about flying my little airplane. Boom, boom, down the high, down the runway, and you know, you ease back, and she takes off, and you, you go boom, boom, all over the place. I think boom, boom is the reason we have a space program. Guys at NASA, you know, I don't think they really care about benefiting mankind and going where no one has ever gone before. I think the guys at NASA just love to ride big, loud rockets that go vroom, vroom. You know who, who is a good example of this? George Bush Sr., an excellent example of a Louis Louis generation guy's love for vroom, vroom. Remember when he was president, he would run up there to his place in Maine, Kennebunkport, Kennebunk I think it is, and it, he'd bring his, his aides and, and his advisors, and the press would be there, you know, and the, the Secret Service. You know, there would be squadrons of Coast Guard frog persons and fleets of helicopters. And you know why? Just so he could go vroom, vroom, really fast in his motorboat. And if you looked at, at his picture and you saw his face, it, it was the same expression as any three-year-old boy pushing a, a plastic airplane around on the floor going vroom, vroom. The leader of the free world, the most powerful man on earth, and you know exactly what he was thinking. Vroom, vroom. I, I think machines use various sounds to communicate with us. Now, vroom, vroom is, is like this chainsaw's way of saying, you demand, babe. You know, you in control. Pull that trigger and I'll take down that tree for you. Or I'll, I'll get your, your girl to pay attention to you. Or I'll, I'll give your nasty neighbor a vasectomy. You know, whatever you like. You demand. That's what it's saying. Of course, when your computer makes that boing kind of sound, it's telling you there is no program associated with this action. You idiot. Sounds. Animals use sounds to communicate, too. Meow means woof in cat. I think moo probably means want a glass of milk? Of course, it could mean something entirely different to a bull. But there's no mistaking cock-a-doodle-doo. That means good morning, girls. Here I am. Come and get me. <laughs> I tried that with my lady wonder wench once. She flipped me the bird. You know, I think there is only a certain amount of female attention available in this life. And some guys get more than their share. There is no question about it. And, and your age has nothing to do with it. You know, Louis Louis generation guys can do just fine. My lady Wendell Wrench has a friend by the name of Rose. And Rose and her family uh, fairly frequently go to a small New England town where Paul Newman and his, and his family go a lot of times. Evidently, last week, Rose got up early on Sunday morning to go take a, a walk, you know, and she, she walked for a few miles and then she decided to, to treat herself to a, a double dip chocolate ice cream cone. So she jumped in the car and she drove to the, the center of the village and she went right to the combination bakery ice cream parlor there. And there was only one other person in the store. Guess who? That's right. Paul Newman, sitting at the counter. He's having a donut and a coffee, you know. And Rose very quietly freaked, evidently, 
And she told my lady wonder wench that, uh, you know, she tried to avoid making eye contact with Paul Newman, but she couldn't help it. And then Paul kind of graciously nodded and, and Rose kind of smiled back and the clerk filled her order and she took the double dip chocolate ice cream cone in one hand and the change in the other hand. And she went out the door and she didn't even glance at Paul Newman, you know. She reached the car and she, she realized that she had this handful of change, but her other hand was empty. And she was thinking, where's my ice cream cone? Did I leave it in the store? So she went back in, expecting to see the cone still in the clerk's hand or, or in a holder on the counter or something, but no, no, no such luck. And then she looked over at Paul Newman and, and he, you know, broke into that familiar, warm, friendly grin, you know, and he said, uh, you put it in your purse. Some guys just get more attention than others. Oh, and by the way, what does Paul Newman do in his spare time to get his wife's attention? That's right. He drives a race car. Vroom, vroom. Dick's Details. A bunch of completely unimportant things for you to stuff in one ear so you can squeeze the important stuff that's keeping you awake at night out the other ear and you can nod off comfortably to sleep. Everybody knows what Neil Armstrong said when he first got out of the rocket ship and he, he set foot on the moon. He said, one small step for a man, one giant leap for mankind. But he said something else when he got back into the spaceship, too. He said something that nobody understood until just a few years ago. What he said was, Good luck, Mr. Gorski. And he never told anybody what that meant until July 5th, 1995. That was the day that Neil was told that Mr. Gorski had died. And so he felt that he could answer the question. Seems that Armstrong was playing baseball when he was a kid, and he hit the ball into his neighbor's yard. And as he picked up the ball, he heard Mrs. Gorski shouting at her husband. And she said, sex? You want sex? You'll get sex when the kid next door walks on the moon. Good luck, Mr. Gorski. (laughs) I love it. It brings a whole new meaning to the idea of moonlighting, doesn't it? Did you know that it is technically impossible to tickle yourself? That's true. And you know what else is something true here? I bet you 75% of you are trying it right now. And 100% of those people who are trying it are guys. Hi, guys. General Colin Powell has a degree in geology. I guess you could call him a rock star, huh? Dicks to tails. They take your mind off your mind. Okay, so what is it that you can run out of without ever moving your feet? What are convicts always doing the same thing? Here's a hint. The best of this stuff usually wins races. Ah, now you got it, huh? Time. Time's tricky stuff. There's a story about just 60 seconds worth of it in the Bedtime Stories personal audio CD. Story's called Got a Minute. Got a minute? That's all I need. Minutes go blowing around in your life like dust particles from an open window in a fast car. And I need just one of yours. Got a minute? <laughs> <laughs> 
All I need is the time that you'd save if you skip putting on makeup. Long enough for a laugh and a cup of coffee. Or if I'm lucky, just long enough to watch Dawn come jumping out of the Atlantic like a giant golden fish. I'd gladly swap anybody's forever for just a minute with you. Because you can give me all of yourself for just a minute if you want to. You have a minute to spare. But spreading yourself over all of forever is spreading yourself pretty thin. You never own your forever until you've lived all of your tomorrows. Forever costs you your life. It's a monument to buried dreams, a mountain of guilt and sin. Forever is instant never, as in forever and ever, amen. I don't need a mountain, just a small little part of you. I'd be happy to watch you lick an ice cream cone slowly and tell me that you're thinking of me. Let me pass the proper eyes and the jokes, past the jangling bracelets and clicking rings, and past manners and modesty, all the way inside you. Give me just a minute to light the small hot candles at your nerve tips, and another to warm in the light spreading on your face. A minute is time enough to strip truths and nerves naked with breath and fingers. Inhale the body sounds and I love yous that we make as they make your head spin. Let me enter the pictures that swim unfocused in your eyes. Fill your skin with your smiling flesh splitting slow slide around me. Forget forever. Just give me this minute and we'll have hours to care and to share while my love dissolves inside you. Forget forever. It's the most famous of the famous last words, the most bitter one that I've ever had to eat. Mothers and songs teach that without forever you're just being used. But there's something much worse. It's much worse to find something important that goes to waste because you're not being used at all. If you hold your breath until you're near fancy French perfume or roses, you'll miss the scent of pizza and fish and the dark furry musk of making love. So breathe deep the quick passing scents of our lives. Our whole life makes them sun and the rain and hot macadam and cool dawn grass and stew and sweat and wine and candle wax and vanilla and whipped egg white, baking bread, fresh brewed coffee. Come with me. Though I only have a minute and a story or two, come with me Oh, I have only a terrible wanting for you. I can't give you forever. But if you'll take what I have, I have little enough that 
I really can give you all that I am. Even if you've only got a minute. That's a story called Got a Minute. It's from the Bedtime Stories personal audio CD. If you like it, you can just keep this podcast. Or if you want a fresh copy, you can go back to DickSummer.com and download one from the CD Baby icon. It is really comfortable and cozy in here in the black leather papa chair here in my living room. Now, partly that's because we had a nice fire going in the fireplace a little while ago, courtesy of my broomstick. But... Mostly, it's my lady wonder witch who makes this home warm and comfortable just by being in it. And she doesn't need to chop wood to do it either. Valentine's Day is coming along, and uh, Valentine's Day is always one of my favorite days. Because it's, it's sexy, it's charming, it's fun. But you know, some people won't even know it's here. So, Big Louie, his own bad self, says, Pick somebody you don't think is going to have a little Valentine's Day warm-up this year, and just send a card, anonymously. Not going to cost you much. And it won't hurt to spread a little surprise coziness either. Because, you know, it gets pretty brutal out there sometimes. Time to tuck you in now. I'm Dick Summer, and I hope you'll come back soon for a gentle place to fall. Quiet place to rest your head. Safe place to hide a hurting heart. Nice and easy now. Couple of deep breaths, come on. There you go. Just one more. That's better. All the way to sleep. All the way to sleep. Good night.